0: Everybody, welcome to this week's What Women Big. We're back. Amanda, we're here. We're back. And we have a guest today, guys.
1: I'm excited. I
0: know. I'm so excited. This is my good friend, you guys. I want you to welcome David Lasher. Hi, Dee. Hi. How are How you? How are you? Good. We have so much to talk about. Well, first of all, your podcast, which I was a guest on a few weeks ago, which was so fun. Um, I can know, I just say, thank you? That was- your co-host, I'm madly in love with her. Like she's my female uh, crush. I
1: always wanted to be her as a child. I think she was probably the first person that I ever saw on TV. I was like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. <laughs> she's so beautiful. I want to be just like Melody. But she's so cool.
2: <laughs> she is She is as cool as she seems and genuine and uh, and smart. She's an amazing partner. And I'm so glad that we came back together to do this show. Um, and you are amazing, Melissa. What a great interview. I mean, so many amazing stories. And you and I have... I can't even believe how much you know history and projects we've done together. It's really—it's wild,
0: right? I mean, we we touched it. We touched on it on yours. So, well, let's tell everybody. It's uh, it's called uh, Hey Dude. The '90s called, right? Is that the official <laughs> <Yep>. full title.
2: <laughs> and yes, uh, look back at the the decade of the '90s.
0: Yeah, it's so fun, and you guys, you've had so many wonderful reunions on there. And it's you and Christine Taylor. We didn't mention her name. We just said Oh, how I just beautiful, call her by and, her, her shirt <laughs> on Hey Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um you guys have had and you guys have had like all of our buddies on so I listened to the one with Lisa. Did you um you had uh, who did you just did you just do one with Jason Priestley?
2: Yeah, Jason, that episode dropped yesterday and he was amazing. Joey Lawrence, you know. Joey, of course. We spoke about you very kindly. He you know, uh <laughs> he was he was great, man. Joey's super smart like and I was saying to Christine he he plays these characters that are like I don't want to say naive or whatever, you know, but he's he's really a super smart, really well-spoken guy.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys have done almost as many shows together as you and I have, like, right? Because you guys did Blossom together and then you did Melissa and Joey.
2: Yeah, we we did Blossom for, I did three seasons with him and, uh, you know, we were both younger and we went back into some of the craziness of that time. Um, But yeah, we we had, uh, you know, Adam Duritz from The Counting Crows. I was really Uh, excited about him. And... um, and and ben stiller and uh jeff bridges and the white squall cast so it's been yeah we've we've it's been like we've been very lucky with our guests and uh and that's the best part of it is like either meeting or reconnecting with really interesting people doing amazing things you know
0: that you have all these connections with it's it's incredible it's such a it's such a cool thing to do to look back like i love that about our podcast too like catching up with people like you and, like, rehashing memories and telling stories that maybe we haven't told before because being on your podcast, we were able to talk about a movie that very few people know about. What is this? Called Twisted Desire.
1: Oh, we had a minute of this. We did. People talk about it. But it's...
0: It is... It's a movie that everybody... I don't even know where you find it, but, um, David, what's what's your memory of being on the set of Twisted Desire?
2: I have amazing memories from that. We were in... Where? North Carolina or uh, South? Charleston. We? Char- Charleston. Yeah.
0: South Carolina. Right. I think cause it's the first time I had shrimp and grits, I think. Right.
2: Uh, that's I mean, a life changing
1: moment for anybody. So yeah, that would make it sense. Good.
2: It was Charleston. Yeah. And I had just started dating my wife and she came down and, uh, I remember going out to see music with her and just like loving the city and, uh, and working with you. And it was a really great cast. It was, it was a really well done, well done movie.
0: It was Daniel Baldwin, played my dad, and his real-life wife at the time played my mom. And uh, and she and I looked a lot alike, actually, I think. And then um, Jeremy Jordan. And then Jordan, you killed him. Yeah. So David turns <laughs> well, me down. Well, did you actually? David, No, David turns me down because my dad's so crazy. I can't oh, date you all. Okay. This guy's, like, being crazy. So then I go date another guy, played by Jeremy Jordan, if you remember the beginning of and oh, yes. When Tori Spelling puts on the jukebox and goes, Jeremy Jordan, all right. That was, he was like a rap star, <laughs> like a white rap star, like an early Eminem or something. <laughs> and uh, and so Jeremy Jordan, I convince him that I'm madly in love with him and he should kill my parents so we can be together. He kills him, he goes to jail so I can get David back. <laughs> That's the twisted desire.
1: By the way, it's on YouTube. Oh, there you go. they are. Besides, they can watch see this.
2: Yeah. People love that stuff, that like, you know, true crime genre, you know? I think it would do well today.
1: I love that your
0: memory of it is like wooing your wife. It's so sweet. And mine is like shrimp and grits. <laughs> Mine's also that you know that they didn't. Um, I don't. I don't know if the laws have changed in South Carolina, but I remember. I don't. I think I was underage, so I couldn't really drink. But I remember at the bar, they would only give you airplane bottle. You, they could only serve you in airplane bottles. They weren't allowed to serve giant bottles of alcohol. It was it had to be. They kept opening little bottles and pouring it in the drinks, and I was fascinated oh by my that.
2: Like, Those little cool. alcoholic bottles.
0: Yeah. So if that movie came out, like 1996, how old were you? Oh my gosh, it was in 96. So I had graduated high school in 94, so I was 20. Oh, so it must have been right before Sabrina. I think it was probably in the same year that we shot the Sabrina movie, or maybe right after. No, it must have been before the Sabrina movie, because between the Sabrina movie and the show getting picked up, I don't think I did any work. So it must have been right before Sabrina became a thing, and we met in South Carolina, and then what, it was like... Six years later, you were on Sabrina?
2: I think I started Sabrina in 99.
0: Oh, okay. So three years later.
2: And how did you... Did you
0: audition? Did you meet with my mom? How did you get the part on Sabrina? I can't remember.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to go to ABC, that little theater, you know, the network uh, test. and But it was, you know, when you go in there and there's a friendly face like your mom who you know is rooting for you it's so much so much more pleasant
0: it gives a little yeah
2: and i knew you guys were friends and um <laughs> uh, and yeah it was i mean it was a great what an amazing time we had on sabrina
0: we did so yeah cuz we you you came in as josh and i guess then that was like the third season and uh yeah, well, I guess we started the show of Sabrina in 96. So, if the sh- movie aired in 90, 90- well, we probably shot it in 95 and it aired in 96 and then Sabrina started in 96 in the fall of 96 and you were doing Clueless at the time, right?
2: Did you Right, right, right. We're on the Paramount lot, right, yeah. right next to you guys. And you who did you play on Clueless? I played uh the Paul Rudd role, uh the older brother. Oh, okay. Um,
0: was it was it incestuous and- in this one too? I forget in the series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it, it it was a little bit. I mean, I feel like I had almost gotten the movie because I, I don't know what happened, I, but, but when Amy Heckerling decided the following year after the movie to make it a series, they just offered me the role. Um, and it was fun. He's Donald Faison was on and mm. Elisa and Stacy dash and uh, most of the cast, except for Alicia mm. and uh, was Brecken and, and,
0: in the, series as well Meyer.
2: no no no
0: but you guys yeah you guys had a good time you were there for what a season or two and then you came over to us
2: yeah i think as soon as i it was very quick when 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 i was done with clueless i got sabrina very quickly and i just stayed on the paramount lot so it was like you kept your pass it was seamless yeah
0: you keep your parking spot too (laughs)
2: I think it, it, it was ma- not the same trailer, but very close.
0: Did you did you park in the tank? Were you in the tank?
2: Uh, yeah, every day. I remember yeah. uh, the tank. So special. Oh my gosh! You
1: what is the tank? You remember? <laughs> you want to explain that, David? Uh,
2: I, well, I it's like a giant, uh, like ocean uh, mural that they shoot. As uh, ocean scenes, right? water so scenes. You shoot you the, against like it. Truman
0: Show when he's floating in the boat and he gets oh, to the yeah, wall. Oh yeah, okay. But and yeah, it's, it's a
2: parking lot.
0: Would <laughs> they use it as a parking lot when it's not full of water? But so whenever they would right. have to shoot a movie, like when Truman Show was shooting, we'd have to park outside and at night they'd come in and shoot Truman Show. And it was just they fill the tank with water and they have this huge psych in the back that just is clouds and makes it look like a natural skyline. And they shoot any scene of a movie or TV show. We used it for things like the volcano when. Sabrina has to throw her evil twin in the volcano. Spoiler alert. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, it's been. I think it's
0: okay. <laughs> but yeah, so it was really special to park in the tank. We'd like park in this big blue tank of water, and but no the water and it drained pool basically, and walk this staircase up and out of the tank.
1: Oh, like the one in the Truman Show with like the door.
0: Yeah, there well, sort of like For real? that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm learning new things. Yeah, look at me.
0: <laughs> so, David, tell us. Uh, let's talk a little. Well, we got to get to like what you binge and stuff because that's what we're doing here, really. But we want to hear about your experience on Sabrina.
2: I mean, Sabrina was like uh, a family experience. You know, we I, we, we talked about it uh, the other day with you, but uh, you know, your mom and you really created a, an environment where. Everybody was close. Everybody was welcome at your home, at your mom's home. You know, I just remember I the love game nights. That, yeah.
0: You told that story I, on your podcast, and I love that. I forgot that my mom had so many parties at her house.
2: Oh, so you get I'm it. I'm telling you, I had friends who showed up to your mom's game nights when I wasn't even there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have friends that would, would roll in and out of her house, and and you had all those, like, girl parties and Spa days and
0: I did keep it pretty girl heavy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I had a lot of parties with the guys, too, but (laughs) she
1: does that now, too.
0: I still I love I think if I wasn't an actor, I'd be a party planner because I love entertaining.
1: I have a question, though, about Josh is coming to Sabrina when you already had kind of an established love interest with Harvey and all of that. Well, we had to stir it up. It had been like two seasons of
0: Sabrina and Harvey and just like Ross and Rachel or I'm not even comparing us to Ross and Rachel. (laughs) We were we're on a break. Yeah, we were on a break. Like you (laughs) have to you have to stir it up. You have to bring in new blood. You got to make new storylines. You got to create conflict and drama. Right. So Josh came in and he was like the college. You were like the college kid at the coffee bar. Right. Like kind of more mature. Had a job.
2: I was your boss, right?
0: I think you're yeah, that's right. You were my boss. Oh. Really inappropriate relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the nineties was about.
2: <laughs> I would get sued and canceled today for, for, for suing sure. my uh, employee. For sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but it was I mean, it was it was fun to play off you two in a way that it was like the more mature side of Sabrina, right? So I got to be like David's character was just so put together and mature, had his stuff together. Obviously the better choice for Sabrina for anyone. Um, than Harvey, who was sort of like the non-skater skater kid at no school. Offense, like, What's up? <laughs> no, we love Nate. And everyone loves Harvey. We know this. But you know, it was like if you're thinking about it as like a mom, who do you want your daughter to date? Like the guy with a job who's got his crap
1: together or it's like they, the German Shepherd or the <laughs> or the, the golden retriever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, which one am I?
1: I think you're, you're the, the German, German shepherd. shepherd. You have a job. I'm you're you're well trained. You know what you're doing in life. <laughs> well-trained
2: i feel like a golden retriever though
1: (laughs) (laughs) well in in real life maybe you are in real life he is i don't know you well enough
0: to say well you don't age for for one and i love seeing your beautiful family all over like i love i love your wife jilly we love jilly
2: she loves you too she said to send her love
0: and her brother i think i follow her brother on instagram but then your daughter is the big
1: tiktok star yes okay so i had never put these two together I just told Amanda about this a little bit ago. Jax and Chelsea are—I love following them. They're so fun. So yeah, I had no idea that Jax was was
2: our was our babysitter. Um, And then and then uh, during uh, the COVID lockdown, I knew she was a songwriter, but you know, every uh, you know, I didn't think much (laughs) of it. She was just a sweet girl that that Chelsea loved when she babysat. And they actually started doing TikToks together. Chelsea made her download TikTok and they'd spend the night doing TikToks and cook baking stuff and they just had fun together. And then all of a sudden, Jax is on the Ellen DeGeneres talk show. (laughs) um, And Jill and I are like, what is going on here? And Jax started writing these little like jingles on TikTok and uh, and then did one with Chelsea about being her babysitter and like. The trouble they would get in trying to, you know, hide stuff before we got home, <laughs> and like the first one they did, I'm not kidding, had like 125 million views. Oh my gosh! And they just started like this uh, storyline together, and they they've done, you know, TikToks like every few months they'll do one together. Uh, Jax, of course, released an album and had two top ten hits, uh, which I love. Last oh, summer. By the way. I'm sure I've yeah, put in singing kids. them to you all the
0: time. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to check it out. I only listen to Victoria's '90s rock.
2: So.
1: Yeah, I actually in the dressing room before this, I was singing Victoria's Secret to her. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Wait, so
2: it's a uh, it's a great message for for girls too. I,
0: I just need to know did uh did you guys know about the stuff she sang about when she was like why mom gets mad at my babysitter kind of stuff? Did you guys were you aware of the trouble they had gotten into together, or was this news to you I, when you listened to the TikTok? <laughs>
2: I, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's content creation. So it's, uh, you know, it's I, fiction. It, hopefully they, they Historical. did. She let her stay up late. She never ate dinner. She'd start with dessert, like stuff like that, yeah. you know, like, but then it got to, you know, your boyfriend snuck in and <laughs> I actually did one with them, uh, a few months ago. Oh, I saw that. Uh, you know, Jack's will call me. She just constantly taking care of Chelsea and she's an amazing Ah, uh, role model for Chelsea. She's yeah. a self-starting girl, hardworking songwriter. I mean, she was on uh, American Idol. I don't know how many years oh, ago. Oh, really? Came in like second or third. And oh, then I didn't know that. Labels wouldn't sign her, so she made herself on yeah. TikTok and got signed by Atlantic.
0: That's yeah. awesome. I'll have to check it out. Well, we have to get into what you binge, David. What do you? What are you into? Whether it's TV, books, podcasts, movies, you know, uh, shoes, whatever.
2: Well, Jill and I uh, have been binging a lot of shows. And a book that I read that Jill gave me was called Daisy Jones and the Six.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. (laughs) We did a special episode about that a few weeks ago.
2: (laughs) I know. I'm going to say the same things probably your other guests say, but Daisy Jones, the book, was so amazing to me because I'm a huge Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac Mm. fan, so I really, like, imagined... I know it's loosely based on them, but like I just imagined the music scene in LA in the seventies and they were, you know, she and, and Billy were so flawed and, Mm. and then the show, I didn't want to like the show,
1: you Mm. know, (laughs) that first episode is a little, mm.
2: yeah. I was like, I don't picture, I I didn't picture the wife as beautiful as she was, you know, Mm. like she's uh, stunning. She's, yeah, I, in my head, you know, when you read a book, you have your own uh, visions of the characters. But the show completely won me over, and it was it was just amazing.
0: How many episodes are there now? Do you? I
2: there's
1: nine, I believe, okay. nine or ten. Um, they're all out now. You can binge the that's entire all thing. Yes, for the first. Yeah, season, so it's, if it's done. Not okay, out.
0: I'm only like five or six episodes in. I got to get on that. I've been working on Shrinking and trying to get into Poker Face and a few others, but there's just so much to watch. It's just insane and then there's only certain things that mark will watch with me so i have to like
1: well the, prioritize. I've only gotten through the first three of daisy jones and I am so excited to see the rest yeah I I just really hope and you can don't spoil it for me if you've already <laughs> finished it but I just hope that they really develop daisy's character beyond like because I, I suspected by episode three that we would have really seen more of daisy's life yeah it's really been more the six hasn't it yeah yeah so I, I don't know I'm still hopeful
2: Oh, yeah, it comes. And, okay, and I'll say this. The original music that they created was phenomenal.
1: Okay,
0: you're in. I, I've liked what I've heard so far. I love the theme song. I've said this before, but I love the theme song. I think it's really, it just like, I want to hear the rest of that song because it just catches me. That's
1: a Patty Smith song, right? Oh, is it? I think so. So it's not? A, no. It's not an original? Damn I it. so.
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Uh,
2: but the but, original music is great.
0: And then, what do you think of Riley playing uh, Daisy?
2: You know, I didn't re- even realize she was Elvis's granddaughter. Jill told me, like, when we were a yeah. few episodes in, but I'm they not surprised. Really... You'll see, her voice is incredible.
0: They didn't really, yeah. Which I was shocked by. Is that
1: really her singing? I think it is. Is
0: yeah. it okay? Because she's she's noted as the singer on all the songs on the That's soundtrack. Great. But I mean. Yeah, I at first I'm like watching her really carefully, but like they really didn't promote it like Elvis's granddaughter as Daisy, jo- you know, they
1: didn't Well, there was all that. Right. I mean, with her mom passing and all of that like literally well, right before it came yeah, out. I'm right sure before. they may have planned some of that and decided Maybe.
0: Right maybe, call. but it's interesting that they didn't use Elvis to really like they didn't they didn't they, didn't, they used Reese, they you know, yeah. but they didn't use other uh they maybe didn't she's use just Riley really
1: trying not to do the Nepo baby. And
0: then. I love that. And I, yeah. I totally appreciate that. I just thought it was fascinating that, like, it actually it seems to be doing well without that, you know? I know.
1: It makes me happy yeah. and excited
0: for her. But I did, I thought, like you did, David, I thought she was, her voice is incredible. But I also, like, as an actor, I'm watching her, like, can she do it? Can she hack it? You know, what she, you know, does she have she what is it, bad it takes? that judgy. No of other but, actors, of course. Well,
1: yes. Really?
0: I mean, if
1: there's especially bad acting, another woman,
0: you can't get past bad acting. Well, like, I'm sorry, no matter how good the show is, don't you agree, David? What do you?
2: Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, that's uh, that could ruin a show. But th- they are they're fantastic. And she, if if you're only a few episodes in, and when I was only a few episodes in, I I thought in the book she's she's a much bigger mess mm-hmm. than she is mm-hmm. in the show. But it. Not to spoil it, but if it it comes and she goes okay. there, and she—that's what I
1: want to see because I felt like they've just kind of made her like this bohemian, you know, where she's just kind of kind of got it together in her it? own world, but yeah. almost yeah, kind of almost has it together. But in the book, by that point, she's like already kind of made a name for herself. She's going to all these parties. She's kind of strung out, like, and you just really don't see that. Yeah. So I'm glad to know that that oh, comes. It
2: comes. I guarantee you both cry at the last episode. Oh, oh, I'm sure
1: I will. Oh. All right. That's the I'm, book. I mean, challenge accepted. It's such a great <laughs> book. So I, I really have been hopeful that they would do it justice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, what else? What do you guys, what do you and Jill, like besides Daisy Jones, like what are the, do you guys lean towards comedy or drama or crime or?
2: Are we really anything that's, that's good. I mean, Shrinking, we loved. I I know you mentioned it. Yeah. I thought that show, like you can't really define it as comedy or drama because I was I was you know he he lost his wife I mean it's like it's it's heavy but it's light and it's uh yeah. I I we love that show
0: yeah it reminds me of what's the uh Ricky Gervais show that I liked so much light life something uh, the, it just reminds me that like it's it's it can be so funny and so entertaining and light and yeah like it's something I can go to bed watching like I don't need to I always have to have a, a palate cleanser before I go to bed Afterlife. at night after life there's always like a palette cleanser Mark and I have to have. If we watch something dark, we have to watch yeah, I have friends to watch something or
1: something happy. I yeah. can't watch
0: But shrinking I don't have to do that. You no. know, it does go deep, but on the surface and oh my Ted McGinley I good think that's the greatest mine. show that I'm, has
1: been on TV in years.
0: When I see a friend of mine on a show like that too, like Ted McGinley working with
1: Harrison Ford. I'm like, I'm Harrison so jealous. Ford Ford you're is so amazing.
0: funny. He's so good. I
1: did not know Harrison Ford could be that funny. I mean, if you think about it, Han Solo is the funniest part of Star Wars. I mean, but he's, yes, but it, it's different.
0: That's
2: true.
1: I don't know. I just didn't <laughs> right? expect that. Han Solo like, is
2: always. The when kind. Leia says, I love you, and he says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right as he's being lowered into the freezing thing yeah,
0: he's carbonite. Got, he's got so much like he's the levity in Star Wars and I think that that's what he does in this as well but in such a oh, and it's the so funny Fun
1: dip kills me every time I uh, love he's
0: like what is this <laughs> he's like,
1: sticking
2: yeah. his fingers right in. but his relationship with his daughter and what he's going through is yeah. it's, it's dark is heavy it yeah. is yeah. it's
0: like dark comedy if you will yes but not really but sort of
2: <laughs> it, I don't want to spoil it amazes me when when the writers can can balance that right yeah. when yes. when it could it, it could make a comedy with some very serious moments. Uh, it's very hard to do. I mean, you know, people like to label: is this a funny comedy mm-hmm. or is this uh, a drama? And well, they want to be able to one...
1: categorize it for the awards. <laughs> it's just it's just real <laughs> life wrapped up in a. That's TV bubble, and
0: it's made by the same people as Ted. I know that for since Ted Lasso came out, the success of Ted Lasso, I feel like everyone's been trying to duplicate that. No one's been able to until now. I feel like shrinking is the closest. Well, it's the same creator. Same creator. (laughs) That makes sense. he took that same kind of recipe. And by the way, speaking of Ted Lasso, have you watched that, David?
2: I watched the first season, um, and I I loved it because of the character's optimism. You know, he was just like. And and at the time, right? It, it came out during COVID, COVID right? Yeah, during lockdown. And I yeah. feel like everyone. I mean, look, the show's great, but did it deserve the most Emmys of any show <laughs> in history? I don't know. It's a. It was a great show, but I think I think people needed it at the time. Really yeah, needed that sure. character.
0: I'll tell you, the new season is just it's, as spectacular. So good. The way that they oh, handle. Really? It, yeah, you got to watch it because the this- second
1: season is kind of. Yeah, second season gets a little. There's some strange, things, that you're but like, I don't understand. It's because it
0: gets darker. Because Ted Lasso does lose a little of his optimus, optimism and kind of has to come back from that. But the third one starts off so oh, amazing it's because so good. It just they they do this thing where they I've never seen it in television. They build conflict and then they quickly diffuse it immediately in the appropriate way. Like instead of doing like the you know the usual thing you would do for an episode of television, which is like hide something until the end and then go, oh, I should have just told you the truth from the beginning, because then we don't have a story, right? A lot of the time it's like, if you would just, like I always say in Frozen, in <laughs> the movie Frozen, I always go back to this, if the trolls had just told them, like, she's got these powers, tell everyone and let her learn how to use them, that would have been great. But the trolls didn't. The trolls said, hide it, hide it, and sub, like subdue Try it. Try and control it. If they hadn't done that, you won't have the movie of Frozen. be your greatest enemy. Yeah. Yeah. So then wow, you I'm have so cryptic old man. Yeah. Just, just tell her <laughs> that it's like in f- The
2: Wizard of Oz. Glenda sees Dorothy at the beginning. She could have just told her, click your heels and mm-hmm, you're happier.
0: Mm-hmm. But in Ted Lasso, they have, to, Lasso, l- they have to learn their lessons. Well, that's what they don't do in Ted Lasso. It's like someone says something wrong and they go, I'm sorry, you can't say that. That's rude. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And you're like, well, that's the grown up way to handle things. But it it's entertaining,
1: it's so weird. That they can get away with it. I'm glad show. there's examples for grownups out there on I how to handle conflict.
0: We need, we need it. Yeah, David, I definitely recommend you and Jill check that out. Check out third season, even if you skip second season.
2: Yeah,
1: completely skip the second; it's fine.
2: Yeah. Oh really? Okay, I can't wait. Yeah. I'll I'll show. We we're, we're watching Fauda right now, but like you said, we watch at you know at night before bed, and it's heavy and and it's uh, violent, and there's subtitles, so you got to like. Be on your game. You, I don't you can't know that. be on your phone.
0: Wait, tell me about that. What is that show? Fauda. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh! I think it's like season four or five. I've uh, heard of this. Uh, I have no it, idea. It's about special operations, like Mossad agents in Israel.
1: I don't know this that. That
2: are you've never heard of Fauda? No. You have oh, to wow. tell us if this yeah, is Tell us. You need to be tell us. Tell us. Oh my god! I mean, the lead character, Daron, is like. Bruce Willis in Die Hard. I mean, he's he's the Israeli like superhero wow. who you know is, is he's estranged from his wife and he's got nothing to lose and uh, and it's just really well done. Um, the storylines and you know it goes into the Israeli conflict with terrorism and what what these uh, special ops do. They go in. To the other territories, uh, undercover, and uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. But it's it's you this might like- need to you might need to slow down before bed after this one, though.
0: Oh yeah,
1: this so, sounds like stuff the brain listen
0: or watches without me. Yeah, see, Amanda is very sensitive to stuff. She can't watch like she can't watch Bambi, you know. So like we have to <sighs> like that sounds really
1: terrible. But Bambi is very the, traumatic. It's actually
0: not because you don't see anything. You just hear a gunshot. That's it. You don't see anything. Nemo, the mom and all the baby eggs die. Like, I mean, that's brutal. This is you the circle the bar- of life. You, Bambi barracuda. is like... Bambi's not traumatic. upsetting. Dumbo, now that's upsetting. Also upsetting.
1: upsetting. But <laughs> We'll get into that another day. But
2: <laughs> Old yeller? Oh. oh, uh, cried? Did
1: you know there's a website, though, called Did the Dog Die? Yes. Someone told me this, and I was going to tell you about it. And it is like... A resource. And it's not just about the dog. There's like all sorts of things you can know No, but did through. the
0: dog die means like you find out if the movie's acceptable to you, right? If it's like going to upset you in a certain way. If it's going to yes. trigger you
1: in and some there's, way. And there's there's a whole list of things on there that you can look specifically for. Like, is this in this movie? Oof. Yeah. So, resource. Did you ever
2: see a dog's, a dog's Purpose? Yes.
1: No, I refuse because I know what's oh going to happen God. and I'm going to cry through the whole thing. Wait, that's the one where the dog keeps getting reincarnated, right?
2: Yes, it's so good. But the it's so first, upsetting. yeah, the first life of the dog, he's the the dog of this this kid who's probably eight years old, and they're best friends. And he, he says this thing to him, uh, I forget what it was, but the kid goes off to college, and they have to call him home to say goodbye to the dog. Mm-hmm. And I've, I was. Balling, you know, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. handle
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first, it is the first death,
1: but then the dog keeps, I know, but it keeps getting reincarnated. Yeah, that means so you have to watch the dog die over and over and over again. Yeah, but like, sometimes it's quick. No, it's emotional sometimes. torture, is what that is.
2: <laughs> no, but he's trying to find his way back to that boy. <laughs> to that who, one and, boy. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it <laughs> the it's boy's all grown up. And, He's That's, all Dennis Quaid. It's really
0: cute. I think he's he all, would actually he's like it. Dennis it's a little Quaid. old Yeller, right? Isn't it like along the vein of old, like the sadness of old Yeller, but like it keeps making it, but it gets happier. Like it gets happier as it goes on. It's like old Yeller happens in the beginning of Dog's Purpose, and then it gets happier, right? Am I right, David? Am
2: I remembering this correctly? It's got so, a spiritual vibe to it, you know. I mean, the reincarnation of the dog and how he keeps saving people and. Yeah. A, as a, the dog has many different lives, but he's got a purpose in each life. And, and the final purpose is to find his original. Yeah. Owner. That's it's right. a beautiful yeah. movie, but
0: yeah, it is. And it's a really nicely filmed. Well, acted, good. I'm coming to you facts. both
1: for therapy. Okay. I that's fine. Watch, I'll, I'll that's counsel
0: fine. you. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. You watch it though. You watch it for me.
2: <laughs> what about Tulsa? Like- Tulsa King. Have you guys seen that? No, not What's yet. What's this about? It, it's Sylvester Stallone right. who, uh, plays um, like a capo in a in a mafia family.
1: I have seen this trailer. Who, uh. Yes.
2: It's it's beyond what you would expect and so good. Jill and I, and Jill's not like a, she doesn't like uh, gangster stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. And Stallone is incredible.
0: Is it like adventure action-y or is it more like
2: drama? No, like... He was betrayed. he he took the fall for the boss of the family who's older and and his his two sons who were kids when he went to he's been, he was been in jail for 25 years. Oh. And this is all in the in the uh, in the opening episode, so I'm not spoiling anything. but he basically sacrificed his life for this family and they send him off to Tulsa uh, as you know like a consolation like go ahead and there's a racetrack there. Maybe you can wow. make a living there. And it's a gangster walking into the town of Tulsa at, and and he's just Chaos ensues. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing.
0: Wow. Very cool. All right. Add I'm going to check that list. one out. I yeah. also have to watch King, Mayor of Kingstown. I haven't seen that one yet. And I feel like I would like that.
1: And then uh, the new, se- the final season of Succession just started. Oh,
0: that's right. I got to watch the first season. Oh, yeah. Do you watch that?
2: What? I know. You never watched Success. I did a
0: little bit. Here's the problem: when Mark doesn't like something, I can't go on with it. Like I'm, st- I still haven't finished like the last two episodes of Handmaid's Tale because I just haven't had time to myself. And I'm going away for three weeks, and I'm making a list of all the things I can't watch with Mark. So I'm going to be finishing Daisy Jones, Outlander. I just started Outlander. I've watched a few episodes, but there's like twenty nine thousand seasons of that. So yeah, you got you got some catching. And they're too. long and in depth, and you have to pay attention. But um, yeah, I've got some. I've got a long list of. Whenever I'm away from my family, that's when I catch up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna start Succession from episode one, that's you know, it's, it's a long be, way to go. I, know, 30, I love 40 to hate hours. It.
1: Logan, he started it last night. We watched or night before the first episode of the season, and he was like, "You gonna sit in here and watch it with me?" And I was like, "Well, you can start it. I'll probably go and do whatever." And of course, I sat through the whole thing. It's just one of those, they're all garbage humans. Wait, it, and
2: I can't. Isn't Logan the lead character? Well, Logan, Logan
1: is, but he's all the brain. My hus- husband, is husband is Logan. Her
2: husband is Logan. He's also the, 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 the main character of, yes. of the show. Yeah.
0: Very confusing.
2: Yes. Well, we, get,
0: we have a few questions we want to ask you that we ask all our guests. Um, I mean, each season. This is season five questions. you you're, Are you're. we still in season five? I think we're in season Technically, six.
1: Technically, we're in season six, but well, we're we haven't had do enough. Season five questions.
0: Yes, so we're going to do season five questions.
2: All hey, right. You've been doing this show for six seasons?
1: 60 something episodes. Yeah.
0: 65, yeah. 70. How many? That's episodes? incredible. We, a year's worth. We're...
1: Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you'll be there next year. You'll be there. <laughs> yeah, we do 10 episodes Amazing. So we're. Yeah. I love my bra. I know you do. I really love
0: You're this like bra. You're like madly in love with your bra.
1: I've never loved a bra like Who makes like your I love bra? bra. Amanda? Skims makes this
0: bra. Skims. I love Skims. I am kind of new to the Skims thing. There was a lot of hype. And I was like, all right, I let know. me try it out. But I have to say, it is, it's is—it's game-changing. It's the Fits
1: Everybody collection. And I'm telling you, it really does fit everyone. i The last time I bought string bikini underpants was, like, way pre-babies. But I'm telling you, any style of underwear you want to wear, they offer it. And it's buttery soft. It's going to fit your body. It's not going to be, like, cutting into you. It's stretchy, right? It's, it's stretchy not and soft up. and just melts into your body. It's so... Good. And the bras, y'all, go buy yeah, the bras. The girls are looking perky. They're, I'm literally defying gravity.
0: <laughs> Skims is a solution oriented brand creating the next generation of
1: underwear, loungewear, and shapewear for everybody. Everybody. And believe the hype when we tell you this collection has over 90,000 five star reviews and it's for a reason. Yeah, the Fits Everybody collection of underwear are lightweight, form fitting essentials. The buttery soft fabric molds your body, stretches to twice its size. It's really incredible. From sizes extra extra small all the way up to four X, and they're offered in nine different colorways. So you're guaranteed to be able to match your skin tone or get any of the limited edition seasonal colors that you want. They and- also just don't they don't just have underwear and bras. They also offer dresses
0: and t shirts and bodysuits. Everything to make you feel buttery soft all the time. Yes, yeah, Skims fits everybody, and more best selling essentials are available right now at Skims dot com. Plus, you get free shipping on orders over seventy five dollars. And it's all at skims.com right now. That's S-K-I-M-S dot com. And thank you, Skims, for sponsoring our podcast. So, all right, David, is there a reboot that you liked better than the original?
2: Reboot? TV reboot?
0: TV, movie, play?
2: I don't think so. Um, I I will say I, I was a big fan of the American office the office Mm. and i found it uh, when i after i watched the american version i went back to watch the ricky gervais version and i found it hard i don't know i wouldn't say the american version's better i found it hard to like just reintroduce myself to these characters in 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 a british version of it in a british so i i did i i I didn't keep going with it but they feel too snot with their accents (laughs) (laughs) I just was so in love with the uh, the Office characters, yeah, that it's hard to. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of of reboots.
0: Yeah,
1: so I guess that means we're not going back to Hey Dude, huh? Uh,
2: are you? Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, Hey Dude, I, no, but
1: it's a shame. I don't know.
2: my MB, my Mbialik might have something in the works. <gasps> oh, oh.
1: As long as there's the weird hole in the middle of the desert that everyone seems to fall into, I'm there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Melissa, let's pitch it. Let's do like um, Clarissa goes to the ranch.
0: (gasps) Uh, I do have a call with Nickelodeon. So I'll pitch that.
2: Yeah. Clarissa marries Ted. They buy the ranch and uh, we could have Chelsea star in it. (laughs)
0: There you go. Stop it. You, Please so do this. Amanda was a fan, so did, was there uh, anything you wanted to ask before I go further?
1: I, I would prefer not to embarrass myself today. Am I turning mm. pink? No, don't. don't <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: so cute. Okay, we'll leave She's it been that. wanting to have you on for the entire time <laughs> that we've been doing this. She's no, like, that
1: was probably one of the first shows that I remember like loving as a kid and Amanda's looking forward to coming on TV me, all the time was Hey yeah. Dude. And yeah. It just Amanda's yeah, in the mid. if you were the
2: right age, like, if, Melissa, we talked about this. I mean, there, there, are, there are people that were the right age at that time, yes. and for some reason, you know, hey, dude, and Clarissa, those shows meant a lot to them.
1: That's exactly right. You it know? was that yeah. early '90s Nickelodeon. Yeah.
0: The nostalgia. Thing. The nostalgia aspect is like insane. Like how, um, I mean, just how things are resurging. Like the 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 huge amount behind Clueless right now, right? I was just at 90s Con a few weeks ago and like the the amount of people that were there to see the Clueless cast or the Charmed cast or you know. We well, have
1: to think, there before you guys, there really wasn't a whole lot of live action television for children.
0: Right. So
1: it, Yeah, that's true. And there wasn't
0: accessibility to people either.
1: No, that's true too. Either. So I think be able, being able to see kids on TV and it's not like Barney or Sesame Street or something like that. It felt kind of grown up and a little edgy. That's true. And yeah. it was exciting to watch and it was very relatable. Yeah, And you guys oh, didn't point.
2: have the distractions of texting and social media and... Right, uh, yeah.
0: Wanting short you know, little clippets of things, yeah.
2: Right. I, I can't tell you a show that my youngest... Loves, I mean, she watches uh, Outer Banks, uh-huh. but she's even just like, okay, I'm bored with that. And she's on YouTube and TikTok That's, all day. My
0: 10-year-old is on YouTube all day watching short little clips of people do stupid stuff. And we finally turned around. Right. After 90s Con, I was actually like, you know what? You're going to watch all that. You're going to watch all that. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> Sit down. Here we go. So in the morning, my husband puts on Looney Tunes for him. And in the afternoon, it's all that.
1: <laughs> that should be the other guest in the ranch, by the way. When
0: Should we get Kel Mitchell? What I who? think
1: it needs to be all the cast of All That. Oh yeah, with you on the ranch. ranch. Why don't we
0: get Danny Tamborelli and Kel Mitchell? All the Nickelodeon. Better
1: if if we should do that. Let's let's just get the Nickelodeon. Can we do a reality show? (laughs) Let's just do
0: a reality show of Nickelodeon ninety stars, Big Orange. Right, all the Nickelodeon (laughs) ninety
2: stars, and come up with some you know version of a like a a combination of Keenan and Kel meets Clarissa meets the Hey Dude Gang. Yeah, or
1: guys, hear me out. A Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, we should do one, David. Let's I'm do a Christmas. Are you talking about a Nickelodeon? I'm saying all these people. I mean, it's like the ultimate, like thirty uh, five year old woman's actually, dream. There is something I, <laughs> I
0: have a little meeting next week about something in that vein that we'll talk about later. But, oh, I love cryptic. Um, I talks. will. Yes, I will tell you guys about something in. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, there's some talks going on about a script I read that's very
2: 90s a, a,
1: nostalgia. A very, a snick Christmas. Christmas? A very snick Christmas. <laughs> um, I can let's see. We That'd can be funny. We play oh, with this. I have to keep going Melissa with my questions.
2: master of Christmas movies. I, know, I,
0: I try. <laughs> um, is there a cover of a song that you think is blasphemy?
2: I wouldn't say blasphemy, but I... I uh... I'm a huge Stevie Nicks fan, as I said, and I think the song "Landslide" mm. is one of the most perfect, beautiful songs specific to her. And I, we, I actually saw her perform it in uh, Laguna at the Ohana oh. Festival, Eddie Vedder's festival, a few months ago. And listening to her sing that song in her mid seventies, you know, when she says, uh, "Children get older, and I'm getting older too," it just it was even more powerful to me. And and who has the Smashing, the pumpkins. smashing pumpkins? You don't, like their, it as like, don't kinda, like their
1: version? I don't like their version. I kind of love it. Like, why, <laughs> I,
2: I love the Smashing Pumpkins, but that song to me is perfection, yeah. and it's Stevie Nicks' story, so why would anyone else touch it? Yeah.
1: I do like the Dixie Chicks version. Oh, I don't but know It's version. still not the same as the original, but it's good. I but, think I love that song however it is.
0: I love it all different ways. Oh, like that's I'm in just a mood because you for love the smashing different. pumpkins. I do love the smashing pumpkins.
2: Well, w- tell me what song, what remake do you think? What cover is a blasphemy to? you? I
0: can only think of ones that I really like, I think. Um like I love Alien Ant Farm's uh uh, uh Annie, Are You Okay? What's the
1: It kind of makes me sad that my kids think Africa it is by Weezer, which oh, no. I mean I love that, Weezer.
0: I don't like that version. <laughs> I do not like that version. What, the Toto. The Duran
2: Duran song?
0: No, Toto. Uh yeah, you... Toto.
1: Oh, Toto! Right. God bless the rains down.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a that one. I've got to stick with the original, but I do love one of my favorite covers. Kind of the opposite of the question, is uh, Disturbed did Sound of Silence, and again, it's another song that I like both ways. I love the original with that 70s, you know, that heart in it, and then I love Disturbed. His voice is so crystal clear, and just I just frowns. automatically I think of the trolls it. soundtrack.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend, my old Hello.
0: friend. <laughs> um, it, what are you most proud of, David? And you can't say your kids or your marriage.
2: I can't say my kids?
0: No, No, nope. because we know that. We know you're most proud of your kids and your marriage. But what else?
2: Yeah, I mean, my, my instinct is to say my family. Of course. Um. We'll just and you can't say Twisted
1: Desire either because we know you're really proud of We that. know you're really proud of
0: Twisted Desire. Some of your best work, let me just say. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to say something career oriented, you know, I mean, yeah. maybe longevity and, re, you know, going from acting to writing, directing, podcasting and staying, you know, reinventing myself. Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I will say my
0: family. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Look, you can't get away from it. I'm no,
1: right. we'll take just it. Just
0: brought drawing him back. Um, if you could time travel, when and where would you go?
2: I think I'd go to the 1920s.
0: Oh, I love that.
2: Um, Because, I mean, you know, the roaring 20s, it was, uh, everyone was prosperous and partying. And uh, I would bring with me a Wall Street Journal from today and a (laughs) sports almanac.
1: Oh, (laughs) back to the future over here. (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah, Like Marty McFly. And I would, uh, I would take advantage of it and I would sidestep, you know, the 1929 crash and come back to the present.
0: There you go. Sounds pretty good. That's a good answer. Uh, what was your childhood dream job?
2: Well, like when I was really little, I was, uh, way into sports, um, football, basketball, then tennis, really like when I was 14, if you asked me if I could do anything in the world, it would be, you know, a top 10 competitive tennis player.
0: Like Andre Agassi. Was that oh, the dream?
2: I mean, he was seriously, he was my hero. Have you read his biography, autobiography? No. By the way, it's amazing.
0: You recommend that one? What about did you do the audiobook or did you read it?
2: No, I don't do audiobooks. I read, but I read on my iPad.
0: Okay. See, I have gotten really into when I do biographies now, I love doing the auto the audiobooks because I love hearing the people read it. I don't know. I'm doing Viola Davis right now and it's just fun to hear their voices sometimes.
2: I got to try that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's what Agassi's I do when I'm driving. Look, you're
0: in LA. You know, you know you got a lot of time in the car. Throw on an audiobook. <laughs> well, I listen
2: to podcasts. Honestly, exactly. that's why <laughs> that's why I got into this thing. I'm addicted to podcasts. So, what podcasts do you love? Oh my gosh. Um I listen to I mean Smartless. I love Oh yeah. Uh I love Pat McAfee for sports. Um, I listen to uh, Pete and Sebastian. Oh, you I don't know. Sebastian that. Maniscalco. Who is Sebastian it? Maniscalco is an amazing comedian. Uh, and he, he partners with a guy named uh, Pete Corielli. And they just kind of, it's just pu- really just pure comedy.
1: Um. Oh, it's the movie with Robert De Niro the, about my father. It kind of feels like uh, one of the the meet the parents movies oh yeah but it's like he's going with his son to his in-laws house for the first time and he's like this kind of like see is, is he italian i think he's italian
0: and this movie's coming out yeah and which one's in it sebastian yeah,
1: yeah. Oh.
2: sebastian wrote it and uh de niro plays his father and he plays himself wow yeah.
1: that's a lot. how do we, how the do we trailer's get back hilarious i can't wait to see it
2: <laughs> david can you i mean
1: recreate that That's incredible. The podcast is really funny, though.
0: Um, What's the best advice you've ever been given, David?
2: I I tell my kids, treat people how you want to be treated. You know, like just the Mm -hmm. old cliche stuff. Mm -hmm. Always say please and thank you. Uh, Honestly, one of the best things that I've learned and I I try and enforce with my kids is to be on time. Uh. Uh, it's, It's a little you know, you, you read these things about like what it takes to raise successful kids. And like the number one thing is making their bed. Oh yeah. Like little things that you wouldn't think of. But when my kids are late, I'm, I I tell them there are a hundred other kids that are on time Yeah. and whatever you want in life, the kids who are on time, you're out, you're out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Woody Allen said, 90% of life is showing up but like Being on time is such an important thing that I I feel like my kids just don't get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this generation likes to. uh,
1: We have a lot of excuses for it. Yeah. We have a lot of Really, it just comes down to respect. How much do you respect yourself and other people?
0: Well, that's so I always. So Mark once pointed out to me, he goes, why do you think? Because I'm always 10 minutes late per kid. If I'm taking three kids with me, I'm 30 (laughs) minutes late. But um, I say I say you get 10 minutes per kid. That's what you get. But, um, you know, now that they're bigger, there's no excuse. But he used to say to me when we first met, he was like, why do you think your time is worth any more than anyone else's? And I, was like, I, and I was like, good point. Okay, I don't. And I tried to be better about it. But then someone pointed out to me, she's like, no, you're an eternal optimist. You always think, like, I have three minutes. I can throw in that load of laundry or I can you know, f- go brush the dog down. or And then the next thing you know, you're seven minutes late because you try to do this, this, and this because you had a few extra minutes. But then you hit traffic or the light was wrong. And, you know, next thing you know, you're you're late. So.
2: I, and how I, much stress does that cause? I know it's so, so much. much right? I hate, I hate rushing. Jill is always rushing.
0: I will remember this. Next time we go to dinner, I Don't will be, be on late. time. I will be early. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, what is a movie or show coming out soon that you're looking forward to?
2: coming out soon. Like Pink um, Ladies is
0: one of mine, I think. I, Pink Ladies is coming out. The Grease really? musical. Really? Mm-hmm. I've not heard of this. Okay.
2: They're doing a TV show of Grease?
0: Pink Ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu. Oh, my God. Yeah. That will be really uh, cool.
2: That I would be... That was my favorite movie growing up. Me I used too, to, like, slick my hair back and wear a leather jacket and pretend <laughs> I was Danny.
0: I just don't know if I can handle a musical TV show. Like, I wasn't into Glee and stuff like that. So oh, I I can...
1: I'm can. i down for a musical. But anytime. Grease,
0: I love music. Like, Grease, I love. So it's weird that, like, one of my favorite movies is a musical, but I don't think of it as a musical. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. What about you, David? Anything you're looking
2: forward to? I, I'm really looking forward to this uh, last final season of Succession. Mm. Um I've gotten, you'll see, if you watch the show, you kind of get, you know, attached to the characters, even though they're despicable. Garbage um, people. I, mean, I believe
0: that's called manipulated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's. listen, the writing is so good that you are uh, attracted to watching characters that are horrible. Yeah. titled yeah. entitled and spoiled and like. For some reason, you still want to watch
1: I don't. It's like
2: stopping for the car wreck, right? I will
1: say the first episode of this new season is funny. Like, they've done a good job injecting more humor. That's good. So far. Kieran
2: Culkin is great.
1: Oh, amazing. He's my favorite character in the whole show. Kieran's the uh, Harrison Ford of the show, Yes. Yes,
2: (laughs) Yes. yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, What is something you wish people knew about you?
2: Um... We're
0: we're really these are real stumpers. This this I season. Know. <laughs> these questions are tough.
2: Well, listen, I, I I I can't speak to like, you know, everybody, but I would hope that my friends, my close friends, know how much they mean to me and how I would show up for them anytime, anywhere, and how much I love them. I, I recently lost two friends uh tragically and just like it just reminds you that you know, tell, I hope people know the people that I love. I hope they know how much I love them and how much they mean to me.
0: Well, I can tell you, David, that I'm on the outside of that. And like, you know, I don't see you that often. We connect once in a while, but we still stay connected. And you always let me know how much you care about me. So I, I I can tell you like sort of as an outsider that you do that. So you're successful with that.
2: Oh, thank you. And you do the same for me and I know it. <laughs> It's important. Honestly, Like at, at the end of the day, what else do you have? Let the people you that you love know how much they mean to you, right? Mm.
0: That's exactly right. Well, do you want to do a this or that? This Amanda's or that? got a this or that. She's just going to ask you a few questions. Just It's going to be one or the other.
1: <laughs> Pretty easy. All right. A
2: little bit of this, a, a little, little bit of that.
1: that. That's right. Musical or, I'm sorry, that's the next question. Original or reboot?
2: Original.
1: Musical theater or music concert? Concert. Josh or Harvey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm biased. I can't say. I love I love Nate Riker so much.
1: <laughs> Action or adventure?
2: I'd say adventure.
1: Super Bowl or World Series?
2: Super Bowl, hands down. <laughs>
1: Carbs or sugar? Carbs. Aisle or window?
2: Well, I'm al- I've am i always been an aisle guy, but my family keeps telling me the window with your pillow <laughs> is the way to go. But I, I don't like being inside. I don't like – I like the aisle. I but like also
0: the being aisle. the parent, don't you feel like you always get stuck in the middle? Because I always get stuck in the – as much as I want the window, I get stuck in the middle.
2: Well, you have – Three boys and a a husband that's you know six. Whatever. I was going They're
1: all giant. You're the I, tiny one. I, would, yeah.
2: I, I I don't take the middle. My kids. Uh, you know Chelsea takes the middle, and she, she she's not happy about it. I'll but, take
0: the middle if I'm allowed to lay on whoever's on the window. Like that's my that's my deal.
2: <laughs> I will tell you this. This is funny. I I I heart flew us to New York to do press at Jingle Ball for the uh, the launch of the podcast. And, you know, when you get flown first class, my my kids have never flown first class. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea happened to have been there doing Jingle Ball with Jax. So uh, I gave her my first class seat and I was back in coach and she was so, so excited about it. And she texted me. <laughs> she's like, do you want to come up and eat some of my meal? I'm, a- I'm eating like you know, this amazing meal with pasta and steak and um. But normally, Chelsea gets the middle. The small, it goes by size.
0: Yeah, that's, well, yeah, we, Mason was afraid of flying when he was young, so he started saying, I have to sit by the window, I have to sit by the window, and somehow that's become he has, like, perma window, like, he always gets the window seat now, no matter who else is flying, he gets the window seat, so even that's Even though just, now he flies the airplane. Even though now he's a pilot, and he knows how to fly, he still I, somehow insane. convinces us that he has to sit near the window, because now he, now he has to look out the window and see all the other planes, especially, oh that's, goodness. like, the reason. He has to see the airport, make sure everything's okay, so So somehow he just, yeah, he just gets permanent window seat, perma window. But, um, but, uh, well, David, let me ask you this real quick. I just, I just want to know. I'm now that my kids are older and your kids, how old are your kids again?
2: Um, Hannah is, was just 20. Um, Casey, my son is, uh, 17. He'll be 18 in May and Chelsea's 13.
0: Oh my gosh. So you got almost, you're about to have two out of the house.
2: Yeah, wow. Casey is about wow. to go to college. Yeah. So
0: we've got – so my oldest is 17, 15, and 10. So I want to ask your advice, though. They So my kids only – they they have flown first class only when it's long haul, like international to Australia or something. But right. I'm thinking about now sticking them in coach. Like I feel like they're big enough to – they can go in coach and Mark and I can sit in first class. What do you think about that? Is that a – like, <laughs> is that almost so like parental <laughs> abuse? Or is that my right? Like – I worked for this. I paid for this. You're lucky you're coming that along. Right. I don't know. I don't know how. What do you think? I
2: kind of, of agree with you. I kind of agree with you. Uh, and I know a lot of families that do that. You do? Um,
0: and the kids aren't like, you know. Yeah.
2: If you're doing a, a flight to Europe, that's, you know, first class seat is $10,000. Yeah. yeah. The kids are lucky to be coming.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right. Good. All right. I've got David backing me up. So when my kids get mad at me, I'm going to I'm going to have them call you.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Don't tell them I said that. <laughs>
0: I won't I won't
2: uh, I want to be nice uncle David
0: <laughs> so the only uh, other thing we have to ask you well we're gonna ask you for a secret for our secret star later that will open in a f- later episode and we usually don't know who those people no, we are have no idea we just guess and make random yeah yeah we've we've had some doozies but um we have to ask you how many unread emails you have on your phone and this is where we judge what kind of person you are if you're an Amanda person or a me person oh, my
2: goodness. I know Jill will, Jill will be so happy <laughs> that you asked this you wouldn't believe it I, I what what why don't you guess you would never believe it what's the most anyone's ever had
0: well amanda here had what what did okay, you have don't
1: judge s- me you had eighty-one thousand. what, what um, did you know it was one hundred and ten thousand. yeah
2: <gasps> yes okay, okay so he guessed i'm not judging i'm not judging
1: <laughs> i i heard I have- it in your voice david <laughs>
2: Uh, how uh, that must take up your entire memory yeah that's it's like, but it on your doesn't. phone
1: i mean it's the cloud
0: it's just there. i don't even understand it we get in fights about it every episode david i'm not kidding
1: <laughs> no it's the cloud
0: <laughs> it's just... all right so what's yours at are you around 10,000
2: no 2647 unread emails
0: okay that's not too bad that's really that's I, compared to amanda's i can get behind that <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, I can't wait that to is, tell Jill because she, she ridicules me about that.
0: Oh no, I'm, I'm at 68 and that feels a little, um, that seems excessive for me right now. So I, I, I understand Jill's... Um,
1: that, that is on the verge of needing medication. That level of OCD. Me? Yeah, I think maybe. It's called reading my emails every day. <laughs> I read mine. I just don't <laughs> What are you at all? right now? Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 19,929. <sighs> She's
0: getting worse every week.
1: We got to work. Listen, on, I thought we were I, working on but this. But here, if I change my ways, we would have nothing to talk about each one.
2: We're procrastinators. That's yes. what that says.
1: I like how you put the, yeah, I, the emphasis on pro. That's exactly. Yes, we're pro well, procrastinators. Like, I,
2: I'm going to still get to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have emails from 10 years ago, but I will get to them.
0: All right. Well, David, we so appreciate you being here. This was so fun. Oh, Thank you for doing fun. this. Yeah. And everybody go Thank check out. Thank you for having me. They can all check out your podcast. Tell them where they can find it.
2: Ah, uh, it's called "Hey Dude." The '90s called. Uh, uh, it's an iHeart podcast, and you get it anywhere that you get your podcasts—Apple or Spotify, wherever.
0: Very cool. Thank you so much for coming on, and say hi to your beautiful family.
2: I will. You too. Send my love to your whole family. Okay. I will. I will.